Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm going to be playing John Abermere, a crimson-born human. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. William R. Ericocro Magi. Daniel, I am playing Vatten. I am a half-elf ranger. Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, or Shem. I am a rogue bard and a, a goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. Okay, so you guys are in the store in the city of Mycen called The Harvest, and you guys have sat down for dinner with the owner, uh, Brynar, and as you guys sit down, you're sitting around the table with, with Bertrand and uh, and... Oh my goodness, I forgot everyone's names. Uh, R, Shem, everybody's there, uh, John. And you hear a knock at the door downstairs, and the Aarakocra, who works for Brennar, her name is Sally, uh, goes and answers the door. She was about to leave anyway. You hear her talking to someone downstairs, and then a teenage elven girl, sort of dressed as a messenger. Uh, but you know she also has like a mace in one hand and a buckler on in the other. Uh, shows up at the top of the stairs. Uh, I'm looking for... Trather Wim Wimlin? Is that right? Trather? Uh, oh, uh, uh, I think that's you. you uh, I recognize the crest. And she walks over yeah. and she, she hands you a note. And you recognize the seal on top. It's a wax seal and it's the seal of the Duchess of the Crossroads. I'm sorry, not the Duchess. The Countess of the Crossroads, uh, who your mother works for. Ah. <clears throat> Excuse me, fellows. Uh... I'll be back in just a moment. Uh, I, I was instructed oh, to, to give you this. Yes, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> yes, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll reach in, tip her uh, a gold. Oh, um, thank, thank you. Um, that's, that's not necessary. They already paid me, but thank you. No, it's never necessary, but still. Yeah. Um, it's from, from your mother. Uh, and you open it. Yes, yes, it is. And... All right, I will. Well, I will. Um, oh, yes. Step away from where we're all kind of gathered together and uh, go crack the seal on that in private. Okay. Um, you recognize your mother's handwriting. It says, "Trather, the Countess Stave has been taken. Um, we need you to retrieve it. We believe the bandits to have headed into Anwaru." Uh, this must be recovered at all costs. You know how powerful the stave is and how necessary it is to what we do in the crossroads. Enclosed is the name uh, of the who we believe to have been the bandits who have taken it. We know not really what their purposes are. Uh, do what you can to find it. Uh, take the young lady with you if you need her. If not, send her back. Uh, with much love and blessing, your mother, Pesa Winlon. Uh And the name of the gang that's sitting in there is the name the Ten Thieves. You've probably not heard of them. They don't... It, you you knew a lot of the, the criminal element around the crossroads and, and your time as sort of a guard and a, a knight in the court. It's not a name uh -huh. that sounds familiar, but you know that the stave of the Countess is a big deal. It's um it's an ancestral uh, piece that is you know, has been passed down for generations and, and hundreds of years in the family that runs the area known as the Crossroads, which is a big sort of trade uh, intersection in the human kingdom of Thassaran. And you know that if the... You know, you know a couple of things. 
finding is important. Doing it quickly, because if someone took it, they're probably trying to sell it, uh, so time is of the essence. And that you'll probably need a guide. Onwaru is not an area you've been in very long, nor is it one you're particularly familiar with. It just so happens you have a lovely ranger who's all good in the outdoors and woodsy places and is from here. By happenstance. Probably. Excellent. Uh, I'll come back uh, out from kind of the, the nook where I've been reading this slowly. Um, probably a little bit out loud. Ah, ah, fellows, my apologies. I need to head out for a little bit. Uh, might be several days, I apologize. Uh, my mother has called me away on some rather important business, and first I need to hire a guide, uh, somebody who knows anything about Amaru. Um, do any of you happen to know anyone you might be able to suggest? I mean, I'll do it. What do you need? Oh, you know the area. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. Excellent. Come. Uh, I'll explain on the way. Uh, Brynar looks up. Hi. Uh, be careful, lad. You two, uh, right. you hurry back. We'll be, uh, we'll carry on without you for the time being. Oh, very good. Very good. Um, uh, if you don't mind, uh, in a few days, uh, make sure there's some wine set out for me. And um, I will absolutely need the services of your laundress. Ooh. Hi. Uh, he just, he smiles and nods. Very good. Come on, we need to ride hastily, and I need you to tell me which direction we're going. Uh, okay. Do you know anything about these Ten Thieves? That's a very specific name. Oh, that's a name I haven't heard for some time. Where did you get that name from? Uh, from Under what circumstances? Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, you know, it might be better if you read it. Uh, okay, so Dan Daniel, what I said basically already... Uh, you know the Ten Thieves well. You interacted with them, interacted with them uh, a couple of times in your time when you spent your life doing less savory, shadier things uh, with the gang you rode with called Faded Hollow. The Ten Thieves are a gang you ran into occasionally. They're largely thieves. Uh, Ten Thieves is a name largely meant to concern you because there's so many of them and they're so talented. There's actually only four of them. They're just that good. Uh, wide variety of groups. Uh, you know, there's an orc, a half-elf, a gnome, and a triton. Uh, being kind of an unusual person to see this far inland, but she is quite good at what she does. She's very sneaky, very talented. Okay, so, um, what, what is a triton exactly? Sorry, um, tritons are traditionally underwater-ish humanoid creatures. Merfolk, but not, is, is the best I can do. Uh, they're sort oh, of like okay. a counterpoint to Merfolk. Also, not to be confused with sea elves. What he said. Oh, good. Because I guess those wow. are those are also technically a, yeah that makes sense. Yes. Well, I mean they they like to take you know self portraits of themselves because no sea elf could resist a selfie. Mm, there it was. Missed that. Yep. Yep. Set me up for it. All right. I try. So <clears throat> got there. That's all I really do as a GM is basically just set up the puns. Uh, you're a very good pungent master. Oh, that was not even on purpose. <laughs> yep. Uh, that might actually go on a t-shirt if someone's not made it already. Huh. Check into that later. All right. Um, all right. Circling back around. Yes. Hmm. Uh, you know a, a rough area where you think there is a rather large, rather spacious, uh, surprisingly nice cave. 
uh, oft inhabited by said ten Thebes. Probably a, um, a day or so's journey from here. You're in luck. I, I do know who these ten Thebes are. And I know where they used to... Uh, I know one of the places they used to use is a holdout. So we can start there, see what shakes loose. Fun fact, there's actually only four of them. They just used the name Ten Thieves to be scary. Not a lot of people know that. All right. That's useful to know, yes. Yes. So if we find four of them, you don't have to worry about the other six. They're not real. All right. So uh, we're going to head towards this place. It's a rather large cave. Hopefully that's where there will be. And if not, maybe we can find some clues and pick up their trail. It's been a while since I've had to run in with them. Uh, the oh. girl, the girl pipes up. Um, I I have horses. If that helps, horses do help. I appreciate it. Thank you. How much do we owe you for the horses? Oh, um, I have to stay with them. They're they're not mine. I borrowed them, so I I kind of have to keep up with them. Oh, if well. if if that's okay. I, yes, of course. Basically, come. I I, I, I kind of want to come. All right. I'm well, trying to to learn things. Well, three verse three on four is better odds anyway. Cool. Excellent. Thank, thank Excellent. You. Have you much experience with thieves? No. Hmm. Not, not not really. The I, wilderness. I, You're a messenger. Um, really, only in the city. Ah. I, well, I, I don't I don't leave the crossroads much. But ah. I, I I have this, and and she holds a a, a mace. It's, oh, very good. A, a little old, a little tarnished, but clearly, definitely going to be useful for something. Uh, a good start. A good start. Largely to the uh, face. How are you with crossbows? Uh, I've seen them before. I, good. I can probably shoot one. Good. Yes. The the that's the natural advantage of a crossbow. They're uh, relatively easy to learn. Tell you what, as we travel, uh, I'll give you some basic instruction. It's always good, uh, especially if you're new to this sort of thing, to uh, have something at hand that you can at least get a shot or two off before uh, things get up close and personal. Oh, um, okay, thank you. She she actually pulls a little notebook out and starts, like, she's jotting things down. Cross, crossbow, okay. Um, or, okay, cool. Vatten is just going to slightly groan and just, and just rub his fingers like right between his eyes on the bridge of his nose very quietly okay i go. mean you signed up for a trip with trather I, I don't know what you expected accurate very accurate um so she leads you guys back out towards the stable uh actually just in front of the building there's three horses tethered up uh sort of there's a stable next door and they're kind of hanging out there she takes the piece of gold you gave her gives it to the stable hand Pats him on the head, and he is very excited. And you guys have three horses, and it's time to uh, giddy up. Marvelous. Off we go, then. She she actually hops on the horsey. Horsey. Yep, that was not what I meant to say. Uh, she hops on the horse very adeptly. You think she probably rides regularly. Good, good. I'll spend a minute, you know, kind of getting the horse ready, getting everything we need. Um you know, packed up, getting the horse comfortable with us, and then uh, we'll head off. Okay. Uh, you guys ride 
for the rest of that day and probably on into the early afternoon the next. And good. When we stop, we'll do you know some some very basic crossbow training. Oh, okay. Um, she does decent. She's relatively dexterous. Um, mm-hmm. so she you know she gets the she picks up the mechanics and the and her aim is good. Um, the weight and heft of the crossbow is a little bit of a difficult but difficulty, but she she gets there. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not expecting her to be amazing or even proficient at it, but, you know, not hurting yourself when you fire a crossbow is a good start. She's definitely there. You're definitely good up to that point. Excellent. Uh, Daniel, you know, when you get there, there's going to be four of them. The orcs, the orc is the one most people assume is the leader of the Ten Thieves. His name is Gorn. Uh, mm-hmm. Gorn, Gorn is not the leader. The leader is actually the gnome. His name is Neil. <laughs> Neil. Neil. Okay. Uh, he right. is actually the, the, the face, but uh, Gorn is definitely the muscle and sort of more imposing than he is. So Gorn does most of the talking, but it's all Neil's ideas. Uh, all right. The obstinate one who is largely annoyed with everything they do, uh, her name is Veroni. She's a half-elf. And then the train's name is Mayan. It, is this just the A-team? Dun, 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 no. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, there's five of them, aren't there? I uh, know the A team's four. There's four. Yeah. Um you, but... got, you, got, you got the face, you got the muscle, you oh, got the crap. Brain, you got the other one. Okay, good. The the, the orc doesn't have a, a mohawk. That would have been bad. Because <laughs> at that point you're just all in. Um and plus there's nothing to pilot in D D. I love it when a plan comes together. That's right. It's just a gnome. Smoking. I mean, okay, so you guys pick up the next day, travel for an, another day, and uh, you find the hideout you were looking for, Daniel. And uh, it's kind of sitting to the side of a, a small hill, small cliff, and it's kind of obscured by a lot of large shrubs and a tree kind of falling over in front of it. But you definitely recognize a marking on the outside of it. It's kind of a, uh, it's a Roman numeral. 10 and uh it's sort of above it's sort of above and to the right of the entrance all right so what when we get close i have everyone kind of hush and squat in the bushes and i'll get close and i'll kind of point up at the roman numeral 10 and just look at the other two and goes x marks the spot we're here i'd like to move in closer um kind of sneak in and see if i can move move my way in Okay, uh, make me a stealth check. Okay. Uh, and anyone who wants to make me a perception check. Yeah, sure. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, there you go. Sixteen's yeah, not terrible. Eleven for stealth. Okay, Trather, you're pretty sure there's no one outside, nor is there anyone. While like while while this is heavily disguised, there doesn't look to be any traps or anything preventing you from entering. Um. Daniel has crossed out of the bush line, and Vatten is tromping across an open space, very not sneakily. Uh, but no one seems to notice. All right, can I get close enough to see more inside the cave? Uh, as you get to the edge, you hear a voice from the inside. Oh, I just get in here already. Not for the sneaking around, lad. Just get in here. I ain't got time for this. Uh, you recognize that voice? That's Warren the Orc. Well, I will, uh, I'll wave the other two 
a little closer and I will stand up and say, Gwarn, long time no see. Oi, Vatten. Not who I expected to see today, to be honest. I hard switched accents there, didn't I? That was bad. Okay, I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, you see someone from the... And you guys have now entered a cave um, that is relatively spacious and has like nice furniture and stuff in it. Uh, there's some beds. Each bed has a little chest next to it. And in the back right, you see a big chest, like bigger than two of the beds combined. Um, you know the Tin Thieves is sort of infamous for their work and the amount they manage to take from some places. Uh, but most importantly, you see something very shiny uh, on the table. Uh, it looks like a large staff. Grant, you recognize it immediately. It is the mm-hmm. stave of the crossroads. While they look like they were waiting for someone, they don't look like they were waiting for you. The uh, the gnome pipes up. Latin. Ah, he's right. You are definitely not who we were expecting today. What do you want, boy? What are you guys doing taking this scepter? Like, you must be really moving up in the world to be going after big stuff like that. You're drawing way too much attention to yourselves. Hey, part of the job. Had a big buyer come in, told me what he wanted. We went and got it. He's going to be here soon. You have terrible timing. I think I have pretty good timing. Listen, no one has to get hurt. Hand us the scepter, we'll be out of the way. Tell us you got raided or something. So from behind, you actually, you you start to hear some noise uh, from outside the cave. Uh, Heavy footsteps and a good number of them. Oh, this is going to go badly. I guess I'll unshoulder my bow. Say, last chance, we don't have to do this. Well, son, it, uh, I think it's a little late for that. But uh, we'll see how he reacts when he sees you. So from the door, you hear kind of a high-pitched voice. Uh, and you recognize the tone. Not not the voice specifically, but you sort of recognize the tone as that of a um, kinku. Uh, and a kinku, one of these sort of crow-like peoples, and eight orcs walk in. Quarn, we're here to pick up the... Mm. I there are only four of you. Or the other three. Neil actually steps forward. Oh, good, you're here. Excellent. Um, Those are some old friends. Don't worry about that. Uh, we're ready to complete the deal when you are. And you see kind of... You see Neil kind of take stock, and you, you guys also take stock of this group. You see... Like I said, eight orcs and a uh, and a kinku. What you do notice is a lot of weapons. What you don't notice is anyone carrying a large chest full of what would presumably be enough gold to pay for something like this. There, there seems to be a heavy absence of uh, transferable funds present, and and Neil has taken distinct notice of this. All I right, was, this... Uh, I was afraid when I dealt with the crow this was going to be a problem. You're not going right, to pay me, this... are you? At this point, I'm gonna like, like do like wave my hand like slowly down, as in like to Trether, just be like, keep calm, let this happen, because the last thing I want is make this a three-way fight. I just realized you guys can't see any of this on the map. So basically, it's you three, 
a large campfire uh, with some seating around at the the bed area. The yeah. four people from the Ten Thieves, and then eight real large orcs, and a very uh, frustrated looking Kinku. Well, no, Neil. Uh, I wasn't actually going to pay you. Of course I was. But you were smarter than that, frankly. I was surprised when you took the job to begin with. No, we're just... They're going to take it from you. That's where there's so many of them. They're very useful. And he kind of makes a motion, and the orcs start to move. And you see sort of from the back of the cave, um, sort of, or not the back of the cave, the, the front near the entrance, a glow kind of starts working its way down through the sort of like narrower part when you first come into the cave. Uh -huh. And you see a woman emerge. Um, a kind of out of the, the tunnel, uh, large shield in one hand, large, very large mace in the other hand, and you both recognize her. Um, she is a person you've both seen at some point in your past, um, who has shown up at some point and, and helped you. You, she kind of just appears out of, of nowhere. She always knows your name. Uh, and is always there to help you, but you're not really sure where she comes from, and then she always just leaves when she's done. Uh, you both have, have separately had some kind of interaction with her, whether you realize the other has or not. And she walks in, uh, looks up, and she actually looks... In the past when you've seen her, she's never been surprised you were there. She looks like she was expecting you to be wherever you were. She actually looks surprised to see both of you. Oh, um... Uh, Thatton and Trather. Good evening, wasn't, madam. Wasn't expecting to see either of you here. Well, that's a pleasant surprise. I, uh, the orcs I knew about, and the girl. Huh. And she kind of waves at the half-elfin girl with her, with you. Um, hello, Maylie. And Maylie looks at the two of you. Do you two know her? In a sense, yes, she knows us. Okay, because I don't know who she is, and she knows my name. Yes, she does that. Okay. Yeah. It's probably, a, it's probably a good sign. That's fine, then. Um, the, the woman looks up. Well, this is most interesting. She looks at the uh, Kinku, who has taken distinct notice of her. Your name is Shred, correct? What of it? Who, who are you? That is of no matter. Um... What you have come for does not belong to you, nor does Yahweh wish it to be in your hands. I am here to make sure that doesn't happen. He just looks kind of annoyed with this whole thing now. Okay, look, I just... I paid them. Well, I didn't pay them, so that's on that. But whatever. It's ours and we're taking it. Get, get her. And... Trather is going to uh, walk and just sort of stolidly plant himself in between the stave and the larger crowd of orcs and kenku. Here-ish work for you? Yeah, that work. Okay, well, it's on the table. I'm afraid the staff will be leaving with us. It always has to be like this. Fine. Uh, and he kind of squawks a bunch of orders out in orcish, and three of the orcs... I can understand that. You can. Uh, basically, he is giving them orders to break off into groups. Three of them go after her. Three of them go after the four thieves. And him and the other two kind of step 
towards you guys. I'm actually going to move you two over here. Um, so be it. It always amounts to this anyway. Uh, and from behind you, you hear Neil say, we got your back, boy. All right. It doesn't always have to be like this. You don't have to do this. You can leave anytime you want. I probably could. Definitely. Not this time. Things too valuable. It's not more valuable than your life. None of these things are. Turn around. Do something better with yourself. Not this. Uh, He doesn't seem particularly convinced, but some of the orcs do leave. Hey, get... That's not what we pay you. (sighs) Can we just uh, retcon that, that I'm saying all of that in orcish? Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Sweet. Actually, that I, I like that a lot. That that works nicely. Um, yeah, those the three that were sort of near the the thieves, kind of just make their way out. Lousy Kinku never pays us enough anyway. We're out. One of them, as he leaves, kind of looks at you, Vatten, and just kind of smiles very slightly and nods. And those three make their way out. You realize the three that have stepped towards the woman at the entrance of the cave are kind of lying in a small heap in the ground now, on top of each other. Uh, you're really not sure what she did, but she did it very quickly. Yep, that tracks. So they're kind of, they're just kind of over here, and she's like, yep, yes, well, um, hmm. I, I just, I'll I, look at uh, this Kenku leader. You might want to uh, recount the size of the force you brought here. Slice told me to bring 14 of them, and I told him no, 8 was enough. Well, hmm, that's what I get for not listening. It is. Doors that way. You may want to uh, have the folks still standing. Oh, no, there's three of you and three of them. Looks like you'll be carrying your friends out, too. No, we're just going to go. Wait, did we know Slice from the... Slice? Yes, you did. Yeah, he was one of the other Kinku. Slice is the Kinku who was in the basement of the tower. Uh, He's the one you impersonated when you left. Yeah, and I'll tell him, I said... You know, Slice should really stop underestimating us. He looks up. Oh, the ones from the tower. <laughs> oh, this is good. Very good. We'll see you later. We're not done. He barks something in Orcus that, that Daniel, you understand roughly to be. All right, let's go while we can. And the three of them leave. And they, the three that... Uh, the woman near the entrance kind of laid out, kind of hastily retreat as well. Ah, continuing the proud tradition of avoiding combat whenever possible. Minor details. <laughs> it, it works nicely for you guys. I have no objections. Excellent. I'll turn back to uh, these four. Very good. Now, about the staff. I fear it belongs to my liege lady. And if it's not with you, 14 orcs won't show up taking it. Before uh, Neil or Gwarn can say anything, you see the Triton girl uh, that Vatten recognizes as her name is Mayan. She walks over to the table, picks up the staff, walks over to Trather. It's a stupid job anyway. And hands it to you. Very good. Why, thanks. Do you need any company on the road? We'll be happy to escort you back to, uh, well... At least if we're headed in the same direction, we'll be happy to ride with you. Now, we have some cleanup to do here, but we're leaving. And she kind of glares at at Neil. 
They're going to come back. We're going. And he just kind of sighs. Right, fine. Yeah. Burn this place anyway. All right, uh, Fatten. You lot be careful. We'll, uh, we'll see you around. I, uh, what's in the chest, yours? Well, I hope, I hope you do something a little better with yourselves than this. Uh, the, the half-elven uh, woman who's with them will keep them in line. We have better options. And Fine. the four of them grab their stuff, and they leave. The woman at the entrance kind of walks over, uh, walks in between the two of you and kind of nods, and she steps over to Maylie. Hmm. Well, child, you have made some most interesting new acquaintances today. Ah, uh, huh. She looks at the... So the girl clearly has a... She's got the buckler and she's got the mace. Um, but she doesn't strike either of you as a fighter, necessarily. Um, you get from listening to Melee as you guys kind of rode over here. She prays a lot. And you think she's probably been training to become maybe a cleric or something. Mm -hmm. uh, but was just kind of looking for some more out-in-the-open experience. Trying to get, kind of get her feet wet, get some knowledge, get some experience, and kind of put to use what she's learned. Uh, the woman steps over to her. You're bold. You're brave. You get a little in over your head sometimes. But that's okay. Yahweh sees you, and he is looking out for you. Me, let me see your mace. Uh, she hands her the mace. The woman kind of holds it, rolls it over in her hands. And she reaches into the bag on her back and pulls out one that sort of looks like a smaller version of hers. And, hmm, I think you will find much use of this. And she, as she, before she hands it to her, she swings it out, her mace out with her hand. And you see the end of her mace whips out like 10 feet from the end of the handle and smacks against the wall and cracks the rock in the wall. It's most useful when dealing with any variety of things. And uh, she picks up the, the smaller one, does the same thing, and it, it whips out about five feet. Be careful. Batten, Trather, your assistance is appreciated as always. Yahweh bless you. Of course. And yeah, go in as well. His light as well. Uh, and she just kind of starts to head out, and Maylie pipes up from my... Um, I... Thank you. Uh... I, I prayed we would be safe today, and Yahweh listens. Uh, the woman just kind of nods. And she, as she heads out, she uh, just kind of nods one more time. And uh, as she leaves, she puts a hand up. You two be careful. The further, Always. The further south you go, the more dangerous it gets. I look forward to it. I know you do. I will see you in the future. Uh, and she heads out. Um, All right. Yes. Um, when we when we get a, a chance, I'm gonna uh, speak with the uh, Maylee. You said Maylee. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Maylee, I have a very important lesson to teach you right now. Okay. So you have your mace and you have your shield. 
What do you want to do? Protect people. Well, this is probably the most important lesson that you're going to need in order to protect people. When you use your mace to protect other people from evil and from harm, failure is not an option. Because if you fail, it doesn't just cost your life, but the lives of the people you're protecting as well. It's a heavy burden. And it's one that we can't falter on. There's a brief moment where she looks scared. And then there's a... And it only lasts for a second or two. A couple seconds, and she just kind of... She wavers for a half second, and then she shakes her head. Like, she's almost like... Going back with back and forth with herself internally. I can... And she says it to herself, almost. And then she looks up at you. I, I can do this. I want to do this. I'm supposed to do this. Very good. There's more of us here than you think there are. People will always stand up if someone else is standing up, too. Remember that. Thank you. I, I will. All right, well... Uh... Uh, I think we should investigate the room that we're in as uh, well. Perception or investigation? Sure. Yeah. Solid 10 on that one. Attaboy. And a, and nine. a 9. Okay. Um, we know there's a big chest there. There's a big chest with a big lock on it and uh, and a lot of nice furniture. What? Uh, and as you two are kind of looking at the lock and kind of poking at it and fiddling with it she she walks over this was on the table uh, and she hands you a big key yep yep that's oh thank you right. well spotted i'll uh use use that and crack it open uh okay so what you you find a couple things inside um 300 gold a very very ornate hand carved looking longbow and and I'm going to have to ask a question first. Grant, what kind of armor do you wear? Uh, any type of heavy armor, frankly, is fine. Um, currently, I'm wearing uh, chainmail. It's the latest fashion out of Anwaru. You know, that's right. Chainmail's a little... Uh, it lags a little just due to, you know, the difficulty of manufacture, but I try and keep up. I'm going to uh, pick up and examine the longbow. Okay. Um, you kind of roll it over in your hands. Test the tension, the the draw strength. This thing's nice. Um, it's very. It looks rather old, and you think it's um, like you can tell the wood is is hand carved and hand laid with different symbols in it that you don't recognize offhand. But you think if you spend some time with, there's probably something there. Um, and you know, just kind of forgetting a feel for it, that this is a plus one longbow. Ooh, yes. What you find is a set of very well-crafted, sort of like palace guards quality plate armor. Okay. And that, and it, uh, it seems to just kind of be a full set of, of quality plate armor. Mm. And well. two potions of healing and a small book. All right. Um, anything interesting about the book? Um, it's small. Seems very 
plain on the top. It's kind of leather, very loosely leather bound. Um, and on the inside, you just there's only two pages with writing, or two sets of sections of pages with writing. Uh, they look loosely like spells to you. Fair enough. Uh, Daniel, if Vatten looks at it, this looks like a spell book full of clerical spells. Ah, and I realize right. I, clerical is a word that really sounds more like I'm talking about office work and less about healing magic. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yes, I would like to cast Phineas's double entry accounting book. Yes. You know somebody's made that spell, right? Oh man, it's such a time saver though. Varshorn's oh, magical typewriter. Uh, there was a I remember some old uh, older editions did have spells that were like copy pages and things like that for, you know, really? magically. And yeah, well, they were designed to like quickly copy a map or a document oh. or something like that. Right. Just kind of a magical copy machine kind of thing. Bubsy's greater pivot table. <laughs> now we're getting kind of arcane. Once you start dealing with pivot tables and BI, mm, no, that that is solidly out of the realm of uh, the holy and fully into the arcane. Yes. <laughs> Maylee walks over. Um, there we are. This is for you. Oh, uh, think, thank you. I think these are cleric spells. Ooh. Oh, oh I don't know that one. That's well, cool. Ooh. Glad I gave that to you then. Excellent. She, she smiles, a very large smile, and looks very excited. And I will, uh, I will pass her my share of the potion of healing too. Oh, no, just thank you. Just in case. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, and uh, there's enough money here. Let's see, uh, Vatten, a hundred for you, a hundred for me, and uh, mainly a hundred for you. Oh, uh, oh, I don't really know what to do with that much gold, but okay. Uh, uh well, if you're going to be taking up uh, this sort of life, and I suggest that you do so, uh. A solid suit of chainmail was probably a good first purchase. Interesting. I know, uh, I think I know where I can find that. Excellent. I'd offer you mine, but, well, it has uh, sentimental value and, frankly, likely wouldn't fit you. There. Thank you, though. Um, yes, yes. If you do need an armor, I can make a few recommendations, various points, uh, various towns. Oh, that, that would be lovely. Um... Prather uh, will immediately launch into the pros and cons of various different armors and how good they look and various other. How do you feel about color detailing on the etching on the sides? Needs to be done tastefully. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Um, painting the, uh, the rings in particular can be Ooh. delicate work, but if done right, can add a, a particular accent that really makes you stand out on the field. The wheels are turning in her head. Also, make sure there's a good enamel coating on the outside. Otherwise, it'll just wear off as soon as you go through some brush. Yes, it'll wear, it'll wear off eventually anyway. You'll have to have it repainted. But the the, the harder the, the paint and the, the more layers you get on there, the longer it'll last in the field. This sounds like a really interesting Pinterest board of some kind of crossover of fashion and D&D &D that probably exists, actually, if I looked hard enough for it. Uh, I mean, be friends with somebody who does real life armored fighting. Yes, yes, it does. Touche. I've listened to enough of Geek at Arms. They do. Uh, a couple of them do um, competitive sword fighting. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, there's at least one guy uh, in town that'll make um, cosplay armor. Mm. Well, and there's Chad. That's that's who I was talking about. Oh, yeah. About. He'll also make Fed armor. Yes, he will. Which so help me. Don't tempt <laughs> me with that possibility. <laughs> I don't need access to something like that. Um, okay, so you guys have the staff. You have some other new th- stuff and things. New gear. And a nice cave. That if you want to mark on a map, you could maybe use for future reference. Yes, yes. A- after uh, the orcs have come back and cleared it out. I'd probably wait. But I suppose it would probably be good to know of a uh, safe, dry cave that has a convenient large chest for storing things in. Yeah, I mean, I already know about it, so. Future reference yes. never well, hurts. Mm, good point, good point, yes. Uh, uh, all right. It would be helpful for Traveler. Who knows, I might not always be around. Oh, nonsense. You'll be around at least as long as I am, I'm sure. That's comforting. <laughs> yes, I mean, if the tank, yes, it if a tank If the tank goes down, maybe the whole party follows. I mean, the ranger's pretty good on his own. He could just, like, just bug out and go hide in the woods. Okay, so you guys head back to town. Um, and as you get back, you see... Uh, you guys kind of ride up to the edges, and can can you two take the horses back to the stable? I have something I need to go do. Of course. Of course, yes. Uh, which stable? Uh, the, the the one next to the the harvest where you were. Ah. Um. Are yeah. we? Oh, are we back there, or are we heading back to drop off the staff? Uh, she'll take the staff. Uh, unless you just want to actually escort her to the crossroads with it. I mean, how, how long a, a ride would that be? It would take you several days both directions. I, I would make more sense to do that because that's what we were asked to do anyway. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. That's in fine. terms of in-story, you have time for several more days worth of things. Good. Yeah. So I also I... think it would be interesting for Trather to kind of take on sort of the squire role here or you know like the the knight and squire role briefly okay sure you know te- kind of giving some introductory lessons and and that sort of thing okay and sure i like actually I like that. i could also point out like survival tips like how to guide by the stars which ones to follow okay good ways to look for fresh water because we're traveling what else are rangers going to talk about Fair enough. Yes. And frankly, it's a break from Trather desperately trying to write bad love poetry. Ooh. Interesting. Have either of you played uh, any of the Fire Emblem games? I played the very first one a long time ago. Like Game Boy Advance? Yeah. Okay, did it have the thing... Sorry, Daniel. Um, have, Have you... I, I like playing as Marth on Smash Brothers. It's not nothing. Um, I know Sacred Stones, which is the second Game Boy Advance one, has sort of, like, you have your main, like, base level classes, like Fighter, mm-hmm. but there are a handful of characters that start and have to go through the ranks of sort of baby classes. Yeah. Like, they're not quite even to the point of sort of those basic, like, Fighter, Archer classes. That's sort of how I envision her. Sure. Well, it's That's like the old version of, like, you have your 
PC cleric class and then the NPC adept class. Yeah. She's yeah. like, she's almost there, but she's not quite level one yet. Yeah, level zero character. Yes. Very common. Okay, so you guys head out. Uh, it takes you a couple of days to get back into the crossroads. Um, back to that area, because you have to leave on Waru and travel back to Thassarin. And um, the crossroads is sort of in the center of Thassarin. And as you arrive in town, you notice some of the guards, like as you guys get to the, the gate, the drawbridge, um, they start to call out and try and figure out who you are, because the city's kind of locked up tight right now because of mm -hmm. the war with the merfolk. Until right. one of them sees your armor, Grant. Yeah, I'll, I'll uncover my oh. shield and uh, raise the raise it high. Sir Wimlin. Oh, excellent. Uh, the gate, the gate, the gate. And someone lowers the gate. You guys are able to cross. And you guys make your way back to the palace, sort of in the center of town. Uh, some of the guards escort you in. It's sort of a... It's like a big house. Daniel, you remember Duchess Kaya's place where it was like it was less of a palace and more of like a manor yeah kind of like that um and one of the guards runs ahead and your mother meet greets you at the door Tyler, son mother it has been some time it has i'll uh bow deeply before her none of that uh she well, hugs you forms must be maintained mother i'll give her kind of an awkward <laughs> hug <laughs> Oh, good. Maylee, uh, you found it. Excellent. Yes. Most excellent. Well, come, come. Uh, oh, yeah, who's your friend? Uh, this is uh, Goodman Vatten, who has been of invaluable assistance, uh, both as guide and stalwart companion. Uh, thanks, Warden, for your help. No problem. Uh, so she brings you guys in. You appear before the Countess. Uh, return the stave to her. She is very appreciative. There's a big dinner. Uh, she pays both of you. And um, she actually, uh, rather, she calls you up to uh, the, her sort of part of the room. Uh, Master Wimland, I have a request of you. Certainly, Duchess. I shall serve as best I can. Uh, the girl, Maylee. She needs a teacher. Would you be interested in taking on a squire? I would, yes. And I suspect that some of my companions, whom I left back in... Remind me of the town? Uh, Myson. Myson. Uh, may also be able to teach her some very important lessons that may even suit her better. Excellent. Uh, she calls her over. Child, you will now be accompanying uh, Master Wimlin as his squire. And she looks a little confused for a second. She's like, oh, uh, okay. Y yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, your highness. A absolutely. Um, she looks a little confused, but she seems excited. And uh, a little trepidatious, but... She kind of sees the the concept and the potential in a chance to get out and, and learn some new things. Uh, I look forward to it. And she kind of half bows. Thank you, ma'am. And 
Master Winwin. Come, let's get you situated. There are tasks that need attending to. Oh, uh, before I leave, uh, Duchess, one other request, if I may. Absolutely. Uh, my companion, Vatten, uh, I understand that there is a position of some importance in the realm uh, for those who wander the greenways and pr provide a certain level of protection to forests and the people who depend on them. A position of warden. Yes, of course. If I may, I would like to suggest him for such a position. He has shown incomparable skill in that regard and would, I think, be well suited for it. We do need someone to maintain our reaches along the edge of Anwaru, between Anwaru and Thassarin. That would be a, a most useful thing, actually. Trata, that is uh, an excellent suggestion. Vatten, is it? Uh, uh, yes, Countess. Are you interested? I would be honored. Most excellent. I will uh, set you up with some resources and a name of a man in the South who uh, I know and trust well, who you may report to. Uh, should you notice anything that would be of concern to us? on the, the uh, edges of our land. I know there are some issues with the orcs to the south, though Duchess Kaya informs me uh, things may not be as we once believed. That's something we're looking into as we speak. Most excellent. You are uh, already ahead of what we require. Uh, I look forward to working with you both more again in the future. Thank you, Goddess. We look forward to serving you. Most excellent. You may stay as long as you need uh, and reprovision and head back into Anwar when you are ready. Very good. I imagine we'll uh, probably stay here like just as long as it takes to reprovision and get armor refitted. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Which, if we pay for a rush job, you know. Won't be a problem at all. Yeah, they they know you when you come in. They know your expectations uh, in terms of quality, and it won't be a problem. Great. I figure I'll drop fifty gold on getting it done as a rush job. Getting you know materials. I mean, plate mail is very expensive. Yes, and getting it refitted is extremely difficult and time consuming. So paying for that, and then of course you know getting at least a certain amount of of decoration applied because Strather, because Strather. Absolutely, because rather. Um, yeah. All right. So and, and whatever you have done to yours, uh, Maylee picks out a set of chain mail and has a slightly off-colored version of the same thing done. Excellent. All right. Well, I guess since I'm being named Warden of the Crossroads, um, on on my cloak, I'll have a little embroidery of the Crossroads just on the shoulder. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Uh, she has a... a tailor sort of a, a seamstress in-house who can do that for you yeah nothing nothing too elaborate or fancy or that'll that's like bright orange because i still want to be able to stay hidden pretty easily but just just enough yep no fuchsia no teal uh no mustard yellow is what i'm hearing uh no 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 okay. like <laughs> like uh like olive green on lincoln green <laughs> fair enough and we know it's a okay. fantasy game because custom embroidery doesn't take three weeks. Minor details. 
Yeah. The uh, magic of the sewing kit. Not Bigsby's, to be lesser, Bigsby's lesser sewing machine. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Farth Apple's... Uh, what is, oh, I forgot the word. The uh, thimble. There we go. Oh, Farth Apple's thimble. Farth Apple's thimble. Uh, okay, so you guys spend a couple of days there, get kind of re-equipped, um, and all dappered out. And you guys ride back south and arrive probably a day before the, the other group does. You come back into the... <coughs> oh, no. Words. You come back to the harvest, and uh, Brynar is actually the only one in the shop. Ah, good, you're back. Uh, the others went out with Boston and Saley to uh, take care of some stuff, but they should be back in a day or so. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, uh, Got some interesting work to do, but I'm glad you're back. It's good. Yes, yes, we are as well. Uh, Master Brunner, this is uh, Maylee. She will uh, be staying with us as well. Uh, Maylee, when you're ready, let's uh, retire to the yard. We've got a few things to uh, teach that we couldn't really do on the road. Uh, she is absolutely in and kind of wants to start working with the new mace she has. Excellent. And we'll... I don't know, do like the, the zoom out working, you know, practicing in the in the yard or whatever. Everything's better with a montage. Yeah, I was I was thinking, you know, like do the, the helicopter zoom out to credits. Yes. As you guys begin to train fight in the courtyard. Excellent. Uh okay. And yeah, we actually that's a good excellent place for us to go ahead and stop. Uh Thank you guys for listening. This has been City on Hill Gaming. This has been one of our side quests. Uh, it's called A Guide for Our Trip. And it's uh, just a little story uh, for where Trather and Vatten were uh, kind of off on a retrieval job, making some new friends and running into even more orcs. I said no merfolk. I didn't say there wouldn't be 300 or something else. Yeah. And we almost got there with a triton, but not quite. And we almost got in a fight. Close. Well, not really. They, was, they had stats, but only one of them had a name. It's fine. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the most important rule. Listen, it's a good hook for the next thing, because now we just met a new guy and he got away. When I didn't think of his name until he was talking, I couldn't come up with anything prior to that. <laughs> I just It hit me. I'm like, get that. Sure, that'll work. We'll go with it. There you go. So, uh, yeah. You can find us at cityonahillgaming.com, City on the Hill Game on Twitter, uh, cityonahillgaming at gmail.com if you want to reach out and talk to us that way. We've gotten a couple messages on the website recently, so thank you guys for checking that out. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and while you're on iTunes, leave a rating and review for saving the game. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, please do that. We need those. Yes. Uh, stgcast.org, saving the game on Twitter. Saving the game wherever you get your podcasts. If you are yep. interested in the tabletop gaming, and if you're listening, you're interested in the tabletop gaming, let's be honest. Yeah, we hope so. Uh, so, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. We'll uh, be back yeah, with thanks some for running. awesome stuff as the summer comes along. I've got some plans that we'll totally get to eventually. I hope. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. There's a list. And uh, yeah, thank, cool. thank you to both uh, very much for doing this with me.
Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at cityonthehillgame. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter, Grant, and Jenny at stgcast.org or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day.